0: You everybody welcome to another episode of not rocket science podcast i don't know why i just said that like i'm some morning radio dj you know like welcome to not rocket science podcast in the morning how's it going cincinnati you know i felt like i was doing a little bit of that anyway what is going on everybody how are you doing on this fine For me, Sunday evening, it's November. It is November. Holy crap. How crazy is that? October and September went by so quickly. I feel like I'm still in August or something. But here we are. November, turkey season. Crazy, man. It's going to be Thanksgiving, and then it's going to be christmas before we know it's gonna be 2019 before we know it really this is that time of year where it's just like rapid fire holidays halloween thanksgiving christmas i think um there's a term for it it's like hollow thanksmas i think i think is what it is i remember reading it on urban dictionary recently for some reason yeah it's like hollow thanksmas i think let me see here Yep. Yep. There it is. Urban Dictionary. Hollow Thanks, Miss. It's the event running early October to New Year's Eve due to the people obsessive need to start holidays early and earlier. <laughs> the three holidays of Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas have merged into one huge morass of shopping. Hollow Thanks, Miss. Urban Dictionary. There you go. Um, We are all up in that now in November. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to get cold here. It's weird. There was a stretch around Halloween where it was actually really warm in New York. It hit, like, 70 degrees, which is super rare around Halloween, like, late October. It's usually, like, somewhere around low 50s. It's typically normal. But we got a blast of heat, and now we're back to average, like, mid-50s right now. So, not terrible, but could definitely get better. Could definitely go back to that 70 degrees that I was feeling the other day. But anyway, here we are, November. Hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing alright. Going through a lot of changes these days. A lot of changes going on with me. Um, I'll get into it. So basically, I am kind of switching up the way I eat. The way I think about food. After I went to New Orleans... Almost a month and a half ago now. Jesus. Um, I started feeling weird with like my digestion. And something was just off with my stomach. So I went to the doctor. And I think I might have mentioned this already a few weeks back. Um, basically, he said that... It, the weirdness was likely due to the fact that I ate a bunch of shellfish and switched my diet drastically for a week. Um, he didn't seem very concerned. And after I heard that, I wasn't too concerned either. But I was concerned about, before I went into the doctor, I had the nurse take my blood pressure and do my like uh, weight on the scale and all that. And yeah, they weren't making a big deal about anything, because um, it wasn't really bad or anything, but... I looked at charts myself afterwards on, like, where I stand, and I was not liking the results. I was, my blood pressure was, like, 129.79, which isn't terrible. It's not, like, high blood pressure or anything. But for someone like me, you know, I'm, like, 30. It is not ideal for someone my age. Uh, My blood pressure should be way better than that. And then my weight was 193, which for me is uh it's pretty high. Pretty high. Cause I am not I'm not a big dude and I'm not like a muscular dude. I'm tall, I'm six foot two, but and I have naturally pretty wide shoulders, but I'm not packing on a ton of muscle at the moment. So to me, I'm a big fan of uh, mixed martial arts, so I watch all the UFC fights, Bellator, all those fights, and I watch the weigh-ins, you know, everything. So I have a really good idea what someone my size should weigh with my muscle mass, which is not much, to be honest, Um, and it should not be 193. If I was a healthy 193, I would have tons of muscle on me, Um, but I don't. Which means one thing, I'm skinny fat. I'm a skinny fat biatch and with blood pressure not as good as I want it to be. So, I decided to take fitness seriously. And I've, you know, I've mentioned things in the past, like I joined a gym. Da, 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 da. Well, this is why I joined a gym. I didn't just join a gym just because. Uh, I joined the gym because I was not loving my numbers. And with me, I'm... Pretty lazy when it comes to working out. So, for me, I realized when it comes to doing this stuff, I need like real motivation based on real results, real data. I can't like Jedi mind trick my way into doing this kind of thing. So, here I am since then. So, I joined a gym, but I knew I had to go to my parents for a little bit. So, I I didn't really start this until around mid October, maybe like around October 13th ish, somewhere in there. Um, and yeah I've been doing it since then I've been eating clean since then so it's been you know three weeks or so at this point nothing much but it's a good start I've only had one day where I kind of cheated and had a uh, had some brownies I had some brownies at a Halloween party. I had no Halloween candy. No Halloween candy at all. But I had some brownies when I went to a Halloween party. And I put those motherfuckers down. They were made in coconut oil, so there's a little hint of coconut. It was so good. They were very good brownies. But in my office at work, we had Halloween candy like every day the week of halloween pretty much and i had none of it i still have candy at my desk that i didn't eat i just threw it in a box of granola bars and just ignored it um because they were passing it out to our desks they were in these tubs in different places i could have eaten candy like crazy if i wanted to but i had none i abstained from all of it which i don't think i've ever done ever in halloween since i was like a baby so I'm pretty proud about that. I have some kernel of willpower in there somewhere. But uh yeah, I've been trying to eat clean, cook more. I mean, I still get takeout here and there. Um not you know, I still eat not the most healthy things here and there, of course, but I'm eating for the most part clean and the new thing that I'm doing that kind of feels making a difference. Also, making all this harder, but I feel like it is making an impact as I'm doing intermittent fasting. I downloaded this app called Zero, uh, which I'll get into in a sec, to kind of like track my progress. I've been doing it for like the past week. Because um, with me, the more data and the more tracking there is, the better I am at staying disciplined and on top of it. So, I wanted to download the app. I downloaded it, I'm doing it. It's pretty good overall. Uh, the user experience could be a little better, not so much the look or the feel or the functionality of the user flows or anything like that. It's more they're just missing a couple features that I wish they had built into it um and I noticed recently there's some fixes that I didn't notice when I first started using it, like what I wanted to do is use it like my fitness pal where sometimes if I missed a day, I could just manually enter in. The time and the day um and the amount of hours but they don't really let you do that what they do let you do though is if you hit start fasting and then stop you can edit that session which is cool so i'm liking that but uh and i just want more notifications there's another app that has notifications i haven't seen notifications for this one other than when you're done fasting i get that notification but overall it's a cool app that designs pretty good um you know, it's a little simple app just to help you with this. But yeah, why do I do intermittent fasting? Basically, I do what I usually do when I'm researching this stuff is I do a big YouTube deep dive, everything from doctors to just YouTube people who are really in shape and obviously study this stuff a lot. You know, exercise channels, nutrition channels, people who have a claim in the, in the space, people who don't, whatever. I look at all of it. And then I just kind of make my decisions on what I want to do. But the thing that I kept seeing as a trend, which really resonates with me when it comes to, you know, eating clean and all that is one intermittent fasting is a good thing because it gives your body a break from having to, you know, metabolize all this stuff you're putting in. So it just makes sense to me to have a time set where you eat and do all and let your body work that stuff and then there's a time where you don't and you let your body work on other things because the way it works is your body doesn't work on everything at the same time it kind of triages the situation and picks to work on the thing that it's thinking is most important Um, so to me the idea of intermittent fasting made sense plus the thing with me is I'm a big-time snacker like I'm the type of dude that goes down and eats cookies at like one in the morning and I think that more than anything else is the thing that's kind of uh, led to me being not as in shape as I want to be. So if I had to like pick one thing that's like the culprit, it's that. It's my like late night snacking. So I think intermittent fasting puts a stop to that, which I like because I I don't eat like a total slob. I'm not eating like processed food before I did this. Um, when I was on vacation in New Orleans, I kind of went ham because that's what you do when you go to New Orleans. But in general, you know, I eat, I eat carbs and I eat, but I, I'm I'm not constantly eating crap. I don't eat that many processed food. Even if I eat desserts and stuff, I like cookies. I'll I'll make them myself a lot of the time. But I just eat in excess and I eat too many carbs and I still cling on the comfort food like uh, French fries way too much but, uh, yeah, I cut all that out and, uh, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym right after this podcast, uh, just to do a light cardio. I wanted to do some weight training, but I was cooking earlier and I burned my fingers. So now I'm worried about my grip strength cause my fingers hurt and they're like stinging right now. So I'm just going to do a little cardio sesh on the stepper or the treadmill or the bike or something. But, um, Yeah, it's it's going pretty well. I think I can keep doing it. I don't feel uh, too hungry unless I test myself. Sometimes I'll go crazy with the fasting and go as long as I think I want to. Like today, I think I fasted today for 20 hours and change, which is a lot. Um, But on sundays i'm not doing a whole lot during the day so it's not too hard for me plus i sleep in and it's daylight today's daylight savings or whatever so i got an extra hour out of it without really getting an extra hour um so it's really like 19 hours i guess of actual time but still that's a lot that's the most i've ever done um but it's fun i'm gonna keep it up i'm a little worried about the holiday season uh, cause you know, I got a Friendsgiving coming up in a couple weeks and that's going to have tons of desserts, tons of shit that I'm probably going to wind up eating. Thanksgiving, the real one with my fam. Um, but those two, I'm not too concerned about cause I can just plan ahead with those, you know, like I can just not eat anything else that day or I can stop eating the day before earlier than normal, whatever. I'm not, or just screw it. You know, it's the holiday season, whatever just don't go crazy with eating afterwards not too concerned about thanksgiving it's more christmas is the big one because i'm usually at my parents house the whole week and i got cookies and shit in my face constantly and then Christmas Eve, I usually go to my girlfriend's parents' house. And they're in you know, an Italian family. They make a lot of Italian food. And then right after that, I go to my next-door neighbor's who gets Italian catering every year. So I'm eating a lot of Italian food right around Christmas. And I'm just going to do it. It's too fucking good. I just got to go in and do it. Um, so, yeah, I'm worried those two days, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, I'm going to just shit the bed on my diet. Um, or... I shouldn't even say my diet, my nutrition. I'm not really on a diet. Um, But, you know, it's two days out of 365. So if I do 363, that's pretty good. Realistically, there's going to be other days like that. So if I do like 320, that's pretty good of eating clean. So that's kind of the goal. I'm kind of applying the 80-20 principle to all this. Like If I can eat healthy 80% of the time or 85% of the time, I'm happy with that, man. There's no way I can be a perfectionist with this eating stuff and just eat, like, chicken and cabbage and potatoes and broccoli and carrots all day i can't do that so i'm trying to eat clean 80 to 85 percent of the time and if that last 20 to 15 percent creeps up a little during the holidays so be it it is what it is i'm trying to make this thing sustainable you know what i mean sustainable but anyway that's what's going on with me these days just Working for the man and getting my health on, son. Getting my health on. Twerking out four to five days a week and eating clean. But uh, that's about it. I feel like I'm I'm turning into like one of these boring guys now. I'm partying so much less than I used to. I'm not going out much. I'm staying home, watching Netflix, working out, drinking water. I'm not drinking much. I think I've had like three drinks in the past since i got back from new orleans three or four drinks maybe in a month so i'm not drinking much either man i'm just getting boring and i'm also getting sick of living in new york i don't know what it is i'm just getting this urge to leave i found myself googling pictures of places like fort lauderdale florida and like la miami i just i'm getting that itch to move somewhere with warm weather. 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 Uh, something I've been thinking about for a long time. i wanted to do this since I was like 15. But you know life and stuff happens. But man. I have a two year lease on this apartment. And after that I think I'm done with New York City. I think I'm out of here. I really do. I don't know what it is. But I'm just getting more and more apathetic about like the perks of living in this city. It's a great city, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to shit on New York City. It's just the weather and the things that I did when I was younger that were fun, I'm doing less of now, and I hate the weather even more than I used to. I don't know. Also, my neighborhood's changing. They're putting up all these high-rise apartments, and the subway's already a mess, so two years from now, I don't know what it's going to be like. So yeah, as I'm doing this clean eating, exercising thing, I'm also just feeling less and less and less and less attached to where I live. Um, Because also New York does not... It's not really conducive to the healthiest of lifestyles. You can make it work, and there's plenty of uh, healthy eating options in New York, but just the weather and just the grind of it, and the work stress and all that, and the commutes and yada, 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 it's not a place... That's like L.A. where it's very easy to constantly eat healthy and be healthy. Like The option's always there. It's not like there's a lack of options. It's just there's so many other options plus all this built-in stress when it comes to living in the city that it just makes it a little harder to take advantage of all those options. And look, there's plenty of healthy lifestyle people in New York City, and people can do it. Don't get me wrong but I am just very weak when it comes to how my surroundings affect me and then my lack of willpower and caving in due to that. And I just know that I think I could be better off maintaining like a healthy lifestyle in a city that promotes it a little stronger. Um, But that being said, you know, we're going to see how the next two years go here in New York. And uh, hopefully I keep it up with this healthy stuff for the next two years. We'll see, though. Um, Anyway, I feel like this has gone kind of off topic and focused a bit on me and not what's happening out there. But to be fair, it's been a pretty boring week when it comes to tech and culture. There hasn't been... Anything that has dominated the headlines, really. There's been some releases uh, with phones and laptops. Apple had their uh, conference here, actually in Brooklyn, right down the street from me at BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music, uh, show the new iPad and the new MacBooks and all that. But. That's not what this show's about. I don't really care about that stuff. None of it really lit my world on fire. I want them to fix their shitty headphone dongles, if anything. Because I'm still having problems. I got another dongle. That one's giving me problems. So I don't really care about any of their new expensive shit. I know Motorola came out with Android 3, which is basically an iPhone rip-off with a headphone jack, which, you know, clap that up. Um, But their phone's shitty, so I can take... You know, a shitty phone with a headphone jack or a good phone who just ruins the music listening experience for me. And those are my choices right now. I don't like it. I do not like it. The new MacBook Airs are cool. I mean, they're in gold now, I guess. That's cool. But I'm not a specs guy. I'm not like a tech specs guy. It's not really that interesting to me. So, I'm just gonna you know let these things come out, and I'm gonna eventually gonna get one, but i you know I'm highly considering going off of Apple now I'm highly 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 highly, highly considering it I don't know, I don't know, man, I don't know. let's see what else is oh, the other thing I mean this isn't really. I guess it's a tech culture issue, but not in the way that I usually talk about it. There was that big Google employee walkout um, the other day, I believe it was Thursday, I mean, Wednesday or Thursday, um, which was like a protest for sexual harassment allegations against top executives, where I think the main catalyst... For this protest, I guess, was um, learning about how Andy Rubin, who is co-founder of Android, he co- he's the co-founder of the Android phone, basically, how he was paid $90 million upon ex- the exit from Google due to sexual assault allegations that came against him. Um, and just how people at the top are still getting compensated for doing scummy stuff, basically. And I, you know, I agree. On the surface, I think the idea of somebody who, despite their accomplishments, getting paid $90 million to leave the company, basically, it doesn't sit that well with me. But um, on the flip side, I also don't, quite understand what the solve to this was going to be necessarily meaning I don't I don't quite understand what people want as an outcome I understand that they had this five list of demands thing which was uh, let's see here bring up the article and then the forced arbitration in cases of harassment and discrimination a commitment to end pay and opportunity inequity, a publicly disclosed sexual harassment transparency report, an inclusive process for reporting sexual misconduct safely and anonymously, a commitment to elevate the chief diversity diversity officer to answer directly to CEO and make recommendations directly to board of directors. I mean, some of that stuff sounds fine. Some of it sounds like I need more context to even weigh in on. I don't know what the gender pay difference is at Google, but I know that the gender pay statistic—that that's what is it, seventy-eight cents to the dollar, seventy-two cents to the dollar—is total horse shit. It's total. It's a vanity metric of all vanity metrics, because what it is is just taking all the jobs females have, all the jobs male ha- males have that are reported, and averaging them together. Um, to find the difference in salary. But what they're not doing in the, in that analysis is they don't... They're not comparing it to job-to-job. To job. So that's it's 79 cents to a dollar, by the way. 79 cents to a dollar. It's not like you're comparing a male who graduated from Columbia Business School with 10 years of work experience to a female who graduated Columbia Business School with the same GPA with 10 years of work experience, and she's making... 79 cents to his dollar that's not what it is it's all the jobs so it's that statistic is going to be shaped by what jobs people select and you can say well the certain industries that are more lucrative are not inclusive to females but i'm like really historically yes historically absolutely um but i am not convinced that there isn't an equal opportunity to land any job this day and age to the point where I think certain companies are dying to hire females in certain industries like tech and there's just not a lot of them why are there a lot of them I don't know maybe because females are steered to be interested in other industries around high school college maybe that's the case or maybe they're just not interested in it when they're in high school and college um, and then, you know, they're out of college and then they need a job and they don't have the skills. Some of them go to boot camps and things like that and get the skills. And most female programmers that I've met in my work career have gone the boot camp route. They didn't go the computer science route. I know a few of them that did, and but they're kind of like pioneers in that respect, um, which is awesome. But most female developers that I know went to some sort of boot camp thing because I just don't think there's that interest I mean I didn't have an interest in I did the boot camp thing too and I didn't have an interest in tech in high school at all I didn't really give a shit I had an interest in design a bit because I was in bands and I like to do the artwork but the tech side I did not give a shit and I think it's harder for females to give a shit just because it's not where their interests are they're just not where their interests are. It is what it is. Like, I don't I don't get how you change people's interests because you don't want to force people to take jobs. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I don't like about when it comes to diversity quotas and things like that. You shouldn't hire a shittier candidate just because they're not a guy or they're not a white person if they have the skills to pull it off and you need diversity and you think they're you're and you know, they have, so there's like a white guy or whatever and he might have more skills. He might have a longer work history in the field and then you hire a minority or you interview a minority. They have less experience, but if you think they're capable of doing the job, And if they offer things that the other guy doesn't have, like they're a much better personality, you think they're going to be better to work with, something about them, they sell you better on themselves, something where you feel more confident or as confident hiring that person, then by all means, hire that person over the the boring white dude. Do it. 100%. But this idea of like forcing equality when it comes to this stuff, at, at a certain point, more people not being involved in the tech sector, for example, because I'm I'm using Google. They need to get the interest at an earlier age, and I think now there's more programs, at least exposing people to technology at an earlier age. I mean, I remember when I was a technology class in like middle school, we weren't doing shit. We were on PowerPoint. We learned PowerPoint. We were on this thing called Mavis Beacon that taught you how to type. I think it was like the worst program of all time we would go on the internet a little we would uh kind of just make projects like make powerpoints i remember that being the core of tech classes when i was in school so we were obviously way behind way 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 behind um, with that but i didn't know what html was i didn't know what javascript i mean i don't know if javascript even existed when i was taking these classes but html and css for sure existed I didn't know any of that. I didn't know Java. I didn't know, you know, C plus plus I had no idea what any of this stuff was. I remember, you know, you see it in movies and it looks boring and confusing and then you're just like, ugh, I'm not into that. Like I remember watching Hackers, that Angelina Jom Lee movie in the mid nineties. And you just see this like weird ass language that doesn't make any sense to you and it looks hard to read and you're like, Okay, they're doing hacky shit with that weird thing that they know that no one else knows. And that's it. That's all you really care about. Um, but now I'm hoping, I'm praying that technology classes in middle school and high school, they're teaching kids things like Photoshop, Illustrator. Um, I know some more progressive high schools back when I was in high school had Photoshop classes. I didn't have that in my high school, unfortunately. I learned it. I downloaded a cracked version and learned the basics of it myself. But, um, you know, and I think they're teaching eight basic, html with these really nice interfaces that kind of gamify the process of learning even more than what happens on like a code academy or um free coding boot camp something like that i think that like it's like a game where you like kind of program something to move based on html or css or whatever it is javascript basics Um, and that's really cool that's something that i really wish i had when i was a kid I think I'd be more into all this stuff now or I would, I would have gotten into it earlier and would have been better at all this stuff now. But, you know, hopefully my hope is that when it comes to minorities, when it comes to women and stuff, when they're, when kids these days are going through the schooling system and they're being exposed to this stuff, it'll equal into a higher yield of people that want to be computer science majors or they want to major in design with a focus on, you know, human computer interaction or something like that. I hope that's the case, but I don't like the idea of forcing people into certain career paths just because there's not enough of X minority. Because there's been studies done, and I, I haven't looked them up in a long time, but I know for a fact in Scandinavian countries, they've studied career choices by, like, raising kids the exact same way and exposing them to the exact same stuff, and it turned out women and men had very different choices on a trend there's like a clear empirical trend in the difference of choice when they're exposed to the exact same things now maybe that's a cultural thing I don't know what it is but my hope is that that's not necessarily the case when it comes to in the future careers in industries like business and technology and I hope that the education system does a better job of exposing this stuff in a engaging way at a younger age therefore it just becomes a matter of time before gender inequality when it comes to getting tech jobs is less of an issue but we'll see when it comes to the pay gap stuff maybe it's known at google that men make more than women um just base maybe it's the case i don't know i'm not saying i know for a fact but i know that that pay gap 79 to a dollar statistic is is bullshit So that's why I uh, when it comes to these gender pay statistics, I take everything with a grain of salt. Because that's also, I mean, Google, maybe they have to share that, but I don't think they would share that. And then the other thing is how much of that salary difference is based on just negotiations. You know what I mean? Like maybe the guys just negotiated more therefore they have a higher salary but their initial base offer was the same because to me that's really what matters right like i think what matters is there should be equality when it comes to salaries that are offered to candidates if that candidate tries to get their slick salesman on and tries to up that salary on their own because of their skilled in negotiation tactics then they should have that and if you know just on trend or whatever it turns out more males negotiate than it is what it is and i don't see that as an issue um maybe you know another thing kids can learn in college is better sales strategy like there's classes you can take online when it comes to getting good at sales understanding scale sales i almost i'm not a salesperson but i almost took this one that um this guy he's the owner of this agency in australia called king kong media And he just has this Subri Savvy, I think his name is. His name's definitely Subri, S-U-B-R-I. I I forget the last name. I think it's S-A-V-A-Y, maybe. He just opened a sales course on cold calling and getting leads called Persuasion Mastery, right? So it's like more of these types of courses are popping up when it comes to having tangible benefit in the work field. And hopefully with the more exposure to these types of skills and these types of classes, maybe that becomes something that becomes more even killed too, when it comes to negotiation. Uh, I don't know. I've read some stuff in the past when it comes to females versus men when it comes to salary negotiation, and there is some skew, but I don't remember enough of any of the articles that I read to burn, to really dive into it. But, you know, hopefully that gets taught more in school. I think the bottom line with all this stuff... Because I think the education system needs to do a better job of exposing real-world skills to people at an earlier age that are hireable and less on bullshit, old, outdated math and science that no one really cares about and is really a specialty but is taught like a core class in high school, for example. Because that's what matters. And you know how it shakes out between minorities, different genders, whatever... It is what it is, but I think right now the issue is exposure and I think there's a cultural issue where if you're a female and you have an interest in computer science and you're 16 years old in high school, you might think of yourself as a nerd or something. And that might have a negative effect on you and then you stop doing it and you move on to some other thing. And that's a problem. But my whole thing is fix that and... Make all this stuff even when it comes to exposure at impressionable age groups. And, you know, if the data shakes out where they're still, you know, mostly males or whatever, so be it. But at least give everyone the same level of exposure without putting stigmas on them. That's, to me, what's important. Um, But I just went on a hell of a tangent right now. So back to this Google thing. Look, man, the guy, he invented Android phones. Like, I don't know what his contract was like, but obviously they had to pay him something, right? Because if he just breached his contract and they were able to terminate his contract without paying him, they probably would have done that. I'm sure Google would have liked to save $90 million. I doubt they wanted to give that guy $90 million because he had to leave due to sexually assaulting someone in the office. That just doesn't make any sense. So he had to get paid something and he invent he co-founded something really important to Google's business. So I get that. But I'm wondering why they couldn't just terminate his contract. And that's what I don't understand. Cause ideally he should have been paid nothing if he terminated if they terminated his contract based on breach of his contract. But I guess he didn't technically breach his contract and this was just some backdoor thing to get him out of Google. So in that case, I'm like, all right, well, I don't know how 90 million fits into this equation, but guy co-founded Android. It's like, what do you really expect if he wasn't breaking contract to the point where they can just terminate it? That's what I don't quite understand. And if this was a female, it's the same situation. I don't see this as like a male thing. I see it as a value thing. The guy gave a lot of value to the company. And I guess didn't technically breach his contract, so how do you get him out? you gotta pay him you gotta do it. That's how business works. It's business one o one um I just don't understand why he couldn't be found guilty and they couldn't terminate his contract and give him zero. but obviously that's not the case um but when it comes to these other f- demands that the protesters were asking for. To me, they're pretty uh, reasonable. I don't say anything that crazy. I mean, a commitment to end pay and opportunity and equity, like that's kind of what I was just talking about. I agree. People should not be paid less because they're a certain race or a certain skin color or a certain gender. That shouldn't happen. But you should be paid based on merit, skill set, And then there's also your ability to negotiate thrown in there. That's kind of like the caveat to all of it. But I agree with what they're saying. I just don't know how you do that if everyone's not at the same baseline as far as skill set from default. And it I mean, I would guess... That there's just less qualified female candidates based on, you know, this isn't real data or anything. This is just based on my experience working in tech. Like, most female programmers that I've met, engineers, developers, whatever word you want to use, most of them are on the junior side. I've met I've met one person who, no, two people who are female that I've met that were, like, director-level engineers. I've met... I think two, and I met tons of guys, you know what I mean? So there's obviously a lack of numbers, but let's say a woman, you know, a female gets hired as a, let's say junior programmer, and a guy gets hired as a junior programmer. They should be making the exact same salary if they have the exact same experience, 100%. So I agree with that in theory, it's just, I think... It's going to take a long time until that equality in the sheer quantity of people is going to be met or anywhere close to met. I see it being a long, long time. Uh, Publicly disclosed sexual harassment transparency report. That's another demand they had. That's, I agree. (laughs) An Inclusive process for reporting sexual misconduct safely and anonymously. I agree there. 100% makes sense. And a commitment to elevate the chief diversity officer to answer directly to the CEO. Um, Sure, that makes sense, too. Yeah, I think these are all reasonable things. I just don't understand where their gripe is with the pay inequality thing. I don't know what they know about Google as employees that's different than the general trend uh, nationwide. Because to me, there's some issues with the gripe about equal pay when it comes to the general trend but there might be things about google exclusively that's fucked up therefore they should uh they should promote change but anyway that was like the main thing that when i read the article about it that i actually got opinions on like rapid fire like this it kind of like triggered that thing in my brain where I started shaping opinions before finishing reading, which is a lot of people tend to do, myself included, and I'm trying to train myself not to do, because it's irresponsible and it makes you sound like a dumbass at the end of the day. And nobody wants to sound like a dumbass, I don't think. Um, Maybe I do weekly, though. And that's why all seven of you listen. (laughs) But anyway... Yeah, the Google protest thing was the one thing I remember reading this week that I really wanted. i like, okay, I'm going to talk about that on the podcast. Everything else this week, it's all just releases. Oh, I played Red Dead Redemption the other day. It's an amazing game, but I don't think I'm going to get sucked into it really, to be honest. Like, To me, it's so big and such a daunting task to complete. I don't know when I'm going to be able to actually complete it all. There's just so much work. It's so much more work than the last... Red Dead. But uh it's definitely fun and it's an amazing achievement in game gaming when it comes to the graphics and things like that. Like I am dumbfounded by how good that thing looks. Um and I'll keep you posted if I play anymore. So we shall see. But I'm kinda busy these days, man. I'm busy. Busy. I gotta go to the gym right now. It's 823. My gym closes at nine. I gotta at least do a half hour on the treadmill. I gotta do something. I gotta do something. So I'm gonna end this podcast here today. Hope you guys have a great week. Follow on the socials if you haven't already. As I say, every freaking episode, so I'm not going to promote it too much of this one. I'm just going to let you guys do it if you want to. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys have an awesome week, and I'll see you next week. Take it easy. Peace. Peace.